red dust and corn husk drifting through the air tonight. The marching bands warming up under the football lights. There's tractor trailers backed up down by the elevators. Train track grain car will roll in later. Get filled up and head on. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 86. On this episode, I've got Aaron Finnell here with me. And Aaron, it is harvest time here. we got combines rolling, got out there chopping away down south, uh, getting uh, wheat up. And what didn't get held out, they're, uh, they're getting out. And it looks like harvest uh, is going pretty well and yields looking pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Cutting in a staggered line, no less. They are. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt about it. No doubt about it. So, now that we are in that kind of harvest phase now and this is the time of year for us when as as on the sales side of stuff we're not as busy as we have been but you can always tell when someone gets burned something up because we get an emergency phone call real quick so have you had anybody give you shouts yet about you know kind of stuff they're going on some emergencies they're finding out there maybe some last minute purchases i no no emergencies that i'm aware of yet there has been some last minute action in fact uh, yesterday today um it's really ramped up quite a bit i'm you know a little surprised i you know it we're, we're cutting weed here or not even here in the nebraska stores yet but colorado stores southern two three stores we're cutting wheat and all over kansas and whatnot and a guy that that i uh sold some stuff to down in central southern texas he went out and picked some dryland corn yesterday <laughs> so yeah. You know, it's it's uh, it's kind of like there's when when you look at the U.S. as a whole, there's maybe two months of winter, and the rest there's something rolling, yeah, anywhere, anytime. Yeah. So, I spent the night last night. Well, I spent the day in uh, Ray and Yuma, and spent the night in Yuma or Ray last night, and uh, kind of made my way north. And you you can see that we're we're at that that spot in time where it's just going to make that that further trek north you know and, and um you know everything's going to be turning up pretty quick and you know the next two to three weeks of our entire aor will be engulfed and then the further our further south locations will be done and uh we'll just fall in the harvest trail north but we're, we've been fortunate that we've gotten the rain that we've gotten out here and we oh, yeah. all the crops look good and uh i drove by some corn yesterday down in yuma county that was almost shoulder high oh i'm sure and it was it was deep green and, and looked really really nice so um on that subject of, of of rain and drought and everything else what are you hearing out of the guys that in the texas oklahoma kansas areas where they're they've had some drought but they've had some pretty significant rain over the last four or five weeks yeah part i know parts of western kansas just got pummeled last week um you know there's there's still parts of the southern third of kansas the southwestern most corner area mm-hmm. you know it's still dry oklahoma panhandle um texas texas a little hit and miss there's there's a lot you know i know i'm pretty plugged in in eastern nebraska and it was getting like 
scary dry there mm-hmm. for a while. They've gotten quite a bit of rain here lately, and, and good rains. You know, that, that western Kansas rain, shit, those guys got seven inches. Well, right. that's great we got some rain, but you captured three-quarters of an inch. Right. You know. Yeah. the uh, But those, you know, southeast Nebraska in, into Missouri, they're starting to get a little bit um, still, you know, plenty dry for those guys. But there's so much of that that, you know, it's just dry land in that country too. So yeah. if it don't fall from the sky, they can't turn on a pivot or open right. floodgates or anything like that. So, yep. and then, there, you know, of course, there's guys bitching that, everything's drowned out it just depends where you're at but i I think the dry areas are they're they're still hurting pretty good and you know i sooner or later it's gonna rain yep so with that being said how's that affected the overall your overall cells i mean we send a lot of combines just by nature a lot of combines come out of the northern part of the united states and work their way south right how's that affected your overall marketplace that you see out there and how's that kind of how's how's that so far this year kind of figured things i've always sold every year i've always sold a fair amount of say 800 to 1500 separator hour combines in texas um texas kansas a couple in oklahoma here and there and that market has been virtually non-existent. I think I sold three down in Texas this year. Um, you know, it, it's just there's, for, first of all, the economy we're in is super tight. Second of all, there's there's areas where, you know, I've always sold a, a combine or two every year that there just isn't much. So the nation as a whole you know things are down but for those guys it's way down and and the wheat belt the wheat belt has always probably been personal hot spot for selling combines you know texas through to dakotas and uh, obviously you know as i just said this year it's been down quite a bit but there's been there has even even given the economy and stuff there's been a, a ramp up from the the corn belt so the the wheat belt is is hurting more than the corn belt just you know the economy sucks for both guys it's just the guys in the wheat belt aren't getting any nature help either and you know on top of that besides the drought besides the shitty prices the white combine has made a lot of visits all over the place yeah they're gonna have to bring that in and overhaul it in the shop here halfway through the season because there's 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 been some definitely some uh, ice pummeling going on around the country. Yeah, there's been a lot of large hail here in this area, which isn't uncommon. I mean, right, it's like it's uncommon by any means. Half the time here, every other time it rains, it also hails. Yeah, so. and but there's been I mean I've seen a lot of pictures of, of large hail all through on Twitter, all the way across the, the Corn Belt and everywhere else. You guys are talking about you know tasseled corn that is now six inches tall. Oh yeah, they they just got hammered a couple nights ago down in south central nebraska like down south of grand island and then that area yeah stuff was just about tassel and it's a eight inch tall stub now yeah and i was talking to my buddy out there and that lives in omaha that works for dealer out there and he was he was saying the same thing just like completely not didn't just like kind of strip it It i mean it like someone was out there with a hatchet oh yeah yeah honest to god it looks like it looks like they cut silage a little high yeah yeah and it was was amazing what they did to it and then 
Then there's a lot of straight line wins out there too that laid just laid a bunch. Of yeah, stuff yeah. I had it even even like uh, oh about a month ago now. I sold a combine and grain cart to a guy down Kansas, Nebraska, line south of Grand Island, and and they were doing the same thing. Every cornfield was laying over sideways, and mm-hmm. you know, and it wasn't as tall then as it is now, but it's been a it's been a hell of a year. Yeah, yep, it has been. So we're in that time frame. There's some pretty important um, ordering periods that are open now, so um, let's take a look at sprayers. I think sprayers, for me, are one of the things that I've been paying attention to over the last couple of years that haven't necessarily been overly concerning. I mean, there was a concern probably two years ago with the number of sprayers that we had, but I think this year, um, I the used sprayer market we have, it just it's there, and we're selling used sprayers, but it doesn't feel like as as much demand that was there maybe this time last year yeah the the market's still there it's still hot it's just not as hot as you think it might be be and i think the reason for that is it's so damn size specific right now right you know the big ones it has to be an r then you go from you know if i had good action on 47 20s 47 48 30s in fact, I the probably the, the hottest one out there right now is a forty seven thirty. Yeah. Because it fits it just fits so many different operations that it just it's the demand is there. And and, and you're point. and you're not yeah, you're not paying two hundred thousand dollars for it, yeah. even if it's a real super sharp low houred one. Some it's not two hundred thousand dollars like a forty twenty three would be. Some guy could be coming off of a um an older whatever you know maybe pull type or something like that and you can find those 3,000 hour 4730s out there that have that are you know 85,000 to 100,000 bucks right depending on how they're set up and, and, and what condition they're in so to me that's when I look at that I mean I see that as, as a very hot spot and I think maybe why I'm why I'm not seeing that why I don't feel the same as I did last year is the year before that there wasn't much action and then all of a sudden it's like took off and went oh, yeah. you know. And this year we didn't have that. It's been steady. It's kind of been a steady thing the whole time. Um, but one thing about sprayers I'll say is that more and more sprayers are getting to be um, option specific. You know, because you can put so many specialized things on there, whether it's direct inject or um, uh, nozzle spacing. Nozzle for spacing. God's sakes, I mean, nozzle spacing. There's so many things now that you get that they're almost turned into a, like a planner as 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 you start looking at the specificness of of that piece of equipment. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have guys calling asking you, like, hey, I need a sprayer, but it's got to have whatever, you know, whatever special option that's out there right now. It's got to have direct inject, or it's got to have this, or it's got to have that. Yeah, the, the top two that I run across are 15-inch spacing mm-hmm. for running drops um, for fungicide or, or uh, side dressing cement on there. The other one is the... Boom trap, the mm-hmm. height sensors, and most thirties on up if you are going to have boom track, especially when you're talking the big rigs with 120 foot. Almost all of them have it. Um, the uh, nozzle spacing is kind of hit or miss. You know, it just depends. The, the newer they are, the more everybody is doing 15s, just because yep. it's there if you need it. Right. Um, you know, it's just kind of an odd thing. On the flip side of that, hell, we had a, and we sold it, thank God. We had a, what was that, a 4830 that had 30-inch spacing on it. 
Yeah, I do remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like what in the hell? Yeah. But, but uh, you know, same same thing. The nozzle spacing and the uh, automatic boom hider are the main two I run into. Then you you know you'll have this guy. Well, it's got everything I need, but I gotta have traction control because he's in mm-hmm. hilly ground. You know, or. I don't need traction control, but I need hydraulic tread adjust because he's one of the five guys in the country that ever does move the wheels. Yeah, uh, which is pretty damn rare for most guys. But you know, it, it, there there's once in a while it's that way. But everything's kind of getting that way. You know, it's it's you'll have one guy that wants something just absolutely stripped down plain because cheaper, 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 and then the next guy wants to sit down, grab a book and order a used piece of equipment. Right. So, you know, and, and that's, and that is driven by the fact that, you know, he probably bought new and by God, I ordered this, this way. I want the next one this way. Well, for an extra 150,000, we can get right on that. Yeah. The, uh, the factory quit making used equipment a while back. (laughs) That's that's a tough, that's a tough move. (laughs) What about like, um, like we have some case sprayers that have, uh, What's that aim or whatever? Aim command. Aim command, and then the exact apply on on the deer. Side. Right. So, you seeing any kind of play with that? Guys, asking that kind of technology. I haven't yet, and I think we we have one or two. I know we have one of the uh, Case Patriots we have right now has aim command on it. Mm-hmm. I believe the other one does. Um, and there hasn't been. I I know that's a big thing in the case world, so I've you know, push that. I haven't really had anybody say, well, I got to have that one because it has aim command on it. Mm-hmm. On the, on the deer side of the coin, exact, I was going to say exact emerge. Exact emerge apply. <laughs> exact emerge apply. <laughs> Put the seed down just where I want it. Um, exact. What the hell is it called? Exact apply. Yeah. That's what it's called. Yeah. Okay. Exact apply is is still fairly new and there's just not a lot of them in the country yeah yet at least in our you know 500 mile radius there's not a lot of them so i think as that goes on that'll be a big issue but yeah. right now it i haven't really had it what about direct inject there for a while that was kind of a hot thing and then it kind of fizzled Does and it then it mean? just died yeah. and now there's a little more talk about it yeah i personally don't see why a guy would not have it that's i don't know why you wouldn't either you're clean you're just yeah. you're just clean you're not there's, there's they can do so much more with it. I mean, yeah, all these especially things. with with the 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 dirty D word ever you oh, know man. out there all the time. All the tequila. I and I I would I would think, and I know that that's a big thing with that uh, with the dicamba disaster is you got to have stainless boom plumbing yeah. instead of poly because it'll soak into that poly and you'll have residuals. And I would think direct inject would make a enormous difference with that on top yeah. of it all. So I don't, I don't know. I really have not had it be an issue. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, if it's got it, guys like that, but right. there's not there. It's never a boy. I got to have direct inject. Okay. So the pot, the, uh, the tubing yeah. issue that, that we talked about there, that again, that used to be a, uh, it was pretty much just a kind of a, a per basis thing. If they wanted poly, some wanted poly, some wanted stainless, some people didn't care. Right. 
conversations I'm having with people now, they're talking way more stainless steel plumbing. Yeah. And than they've ever had in the past. And I think yeah. like Canvas probably got to be the driving factor in that, right? Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> I, you know, uh, you think it's durability too? I mean, where it's not so fragile, you know? I mean, like, but the poly's not fragile. But you can go bang it on a. Well, I guess you bang anything on a fence post or a yeah. telephone pole. It's or gonna. Like that. It's. it's gonna it might be more forgiving than right. stainless. That's true. That stainless steel gets kinked or something like that. The, it's. Yeah. It's gonna. Well, I take that back. You're gonna. It, you can snag the poly, and you'll have rips, tears, that kind of stuff. You're not gonna have on stainless. So that I think that's probably where we run into it more than anywhere, mm-hmm. is is that side of it. So again, Casey's right. That's what four times this year, pretty much. So on a streak, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that could be part of it. I I know that's growing in popularity, but it's it's not yet a must-have. You know, if everybody just ordered all the sprayers with everything on them, be done. You know, I can remember 10 years ago when I first got into this business, there there was a period there where nobody would touch a poly tank. Mm-hmm. And then it was, I don't care, it's fine, you know, right. whatever. And now it's getting back to, ooh, i got to have stainless. Yeah, yeah. Because if, the, if, the, if you're going to have residual soaking in poly tubing on the boom, you're going to have it in the tank. Yeah. I would think. But I wonder why you wouldn't. But you I'm know. not a chemical engineer. Yeah, I'd miss that day. I don't school. make polyethylene tanks in my basement, so I can't. <laughs> I can't either way. Thank God. See, the lines would be a fireball right now. If that was true. <sighs> um, okay, so now another thing that, we're, that we've seen as these sprayers have gotten bigger is, is this tire size. It's getting to be a more and more of a of a sticking point than there'd been in the past. I mean, in the past, you used to put just 380 rubber on it, and that was that, right? Tall, skinny rubber. Now you're starting to look at taller, maybe not as skinny rubber that you're starting to see show up on some of these sprayers. So how's that affecting the sale of, of, of used that you see? It depends where you're at. Okay. It depends where you're at. Out here, I would say, for the most part, um, well... Yeah, I would say for the most part, south of Interstate 90 and east of the, or west of the Missouri River, everything's still pretty much 380s. Um, We're drier here. Very rarely do we run floats. Right. Um, And if you're going to run a 380, a 480 isn't a big deal, especially because they've they've changed... um, Tire engineering's come a long way. Yeah. You know, load ratings and, and tread, you know, sidewalls, tread patterns, all that kind of stuff has changed dramatically in the last even five years, especially 10 years, for 380 sprayer tires. You yeah. know, that's the main thing. There, there is more and more of the 4930, 4940, R4045 running 480s, but it depends on the guy's operation, you know. With we, we do so much strip till around here that there's it's gets pretty hard to follow the row right. anyway. So then 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 you really get into well this guy wants three eighties so he runs over less corn and this guy's like one well, running over corn so might as well run four eighties yeah um, or beets or beans or I mean, what, yeah some of those guys on their sprayer instead of running up and down the row they go at an angle they go to an angle across the field yeah. Which then that you start looking at that and how that how that affects stuff. The plant's young enough that it doesn't really matter. It, come, it bounces back. Well, that and like a guy says, if I as I take that one pass, 
and I, you know, I'm driving over something every 30 inches, or I run down the row and half the time I'm fighting it over here with auto steer because that auto steer cannot correct falling in the strip from the strip till. Right. <laughs> I'm running over this plant. I'm going to run over more going with the row right. than angled, and that's why they do that. Yeah. So back home, I could always tell like when t- when top dressing wheat season would happen. Yeah. Every sprayer we sold back home was regular row crop tread and floaters at the same time. Wheat country, so I mean they're going right. to be out in the field a little bit earlier and maybe not such pristine conditions as far as soil, you know. Well, in southern Kansas, when they're top dressing wheat, mm-hmm. you know, it could be a little swampy out there. Yeah, and it could be snowing. You could have snow when, on the ground. So. Well, yeah, and they here... just had snow, you know. Right, and, and you get west of 283, and, or Highway 83, mm-hmm. and... It's not the case usually. Usually yeah. it's like, ah, I suppose I'll go ahead and top dress the poverty grass just in case it does rain. So, right. you know, you run into the same thing there, but that's, is you know, as far as the skinny versus float world, there's just kind of depends where you're at. Right. You know, and there's a lot of guys that would love to run floats. They just really don't want to jack with them. Right. Due to cost, due to changing well, them out change all the time. Out. I mean, right. And spare tires are pretty light. You know that I mean they don't weigh <laughs> yeah. a whole lot. Well, you know what the biggest pain in the ass of a sprayer is? You don't just put a jack under the axle and jack her up because your axle's well, five yeah. foot tall. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a hell of a bottleneck jack. <laughs> yeah, it is. Look at all these threads. <laughs> Take you half a day just oh, to yeah. thread it up there. So I think, I mean, my my opinion of the sprayer marketplace right now is that I think there's plenty of used activity, plenty of our activity. Um, it's still falling into that thousand to fifteen hundred range is, is on the R series anyway. Seems to be a pretty hot spot. We still got, you know, the five hundred and less stuff, but we don't have a whole lot of those laying around. Right. So the bulk of your activity that you see is in that thousand to fifteen hundred range. We have a lot of smaller ASPs that are kinda of hitting those, you know, under a thousand hour rigs. Yeah, like like the eight hundred to thirteen hundred. That's a real sweet spot for them guys. Yeah. So you're seeing that happen, but I mean, I think most most part there for a while. I was a little bit leery of the 30 series, but like we said earlier, I feel like there's a, a pretty good nucleus of stuff right there that, that guys are looking for. That right. Again, it kind of goes back to what we said before. They got a brand new sprayer, two, a 1500 hour sprayer in 2014, and they've ran it for 800, you know, yeah, exactly, four or five years and put three or four hundred hours a year on it, and now they're sitting at three thousand. 4,000 hours or something like that on the machine and they're wanting to do something different so that's uh, kind of what we're seeing in the marketplace. The only other thing I think right now that I that I have my eye on that I'm really paying a lot of attention to is is balers like we talked about earlier um, how long is the is the the baler you know fanatic buying and selling of, of balers going to continue? See and that's where I've you know I spent 10 days probably on that project trying to get some balers bought couldn't get any bought right um there's balers to be had but by the time you ship them across the country and run them through the shop all that didn't work but there's uh i know i know for our specific area the bulk of our hay especially around balers like probably 98 percent of round baler use is grass hay Mm -hmm. and that is bam right now you know, it's it's a one cutting project, and 
so we're kind of it's it's such a super it's not even a peak and up and down it's just like a spike right. <laughs> you know it's a it's a nail through a board it's straight up and then boom nope don't need a baler now so yeah yep i think that i think in general that'll cool off a little bit but or quite a bit yep okay well here we are almost fourth of july Almost. Almost, as in like, what do we got? As in like 12 hours. 12 hours till the 4th of July. <laughs> I usually blow at least one finger off a year, so hopefully I'll keep my fingers on this year. But You and uh, Jason Pierre-Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worth $5 million. Let's play with fireworks. You got any big plans for the holiday? Uh, working on the old sheep farm. That's right. about it. It's weird. That when it falls in the middle of the week like this, it kind of jacks kind of plans up kind of does except like half the country half of the country has been gone all week so that's true yeah you would not believe where did we go oh just running you know alliance to shattering and back sunday taking boys up to their moms my god man camper 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 yeah and that was you know on sunday and there was mostly nebraska plates going north you know probably black hills what have you yeah so, and I know, you know, just hearing people talking on the radio and internet, TV, whatever, that there's, like, that's everybody's excuse. Well, it's in the middle of the week, so let's just take the whole week off. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> well, what are, what are you doing? You waited until, like, gone tomorrow and then gone the rest of the week. Well, I'm not gone the rest of the week. Well, you're gone the rest of the week. Not, are you in Scott's Bluff? I'm going to no. work mobily. <laughs> That's my excuse. I can do my job from the moon. <laughs> I, have internet, I have a cell phone and internet access. Uh, I'll be thoroughly working. I put Wi-Fi in my skid loader last night. So Beefy, we're, huh? Yeah, we're, we're good to go. How'd that work for you? <laughs> I do have full signal as long as I'm not by the shed, so we're good. I was out there running around, and I had so many emails coming through, I took out the west fence. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I feel like we beat this one to death, man. Beat it. Uh, Just beat it, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> where? If guys want to find you out on the interwebs, where would they find you? Well, if they want to. it's uh, That's a big if. That's a big if. At Aaron Fintel, F-I-N-T-E-L, on, uh, what the hell is it called? Twitter. <laughs> Jeez. Um, also on Facebook, and my cell phone is 308-760-1193. Call, text, whatever. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. You can also send me an email at Moving Iron Podcast at movingironpodcast.com. Also, check out my website, movingironllc.com. There's some good information in there about Moving Iron Summit coming up in Las Vegas. If you're a dealer, check that out. You can also find past and present episodes of the Moving Iron Podcast. And last but not least, you could also read a very, very amazing blog about things that are just going to blow your mind so go there and check that out so till next time i'm casey seymour i'm aaron fennel and real quick happy birthday america 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 let's go move some iron out moving iron in the 21st century hard-working people working hard for Time and time again Through the years you
you'll find us here. Move.